Tilks Talks podcast. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far. And if you're not, I hope you're pushing through. Um, this whole Corona, it just, it has everybody feeling away and it's, it's overwhelming to say the least in some aspects. And clearly that's what my episode's going to be about, um, for this week. And I'm just hoping that you guys are okay and you're doing well. My week has been quite positive actually. And, um, I think life sometimes has a way of putting things in perspective for you and letting you understand what's important and what isn't and realigning you when you fall off that path. Um, earlier, late last week, I believe it was Friday, my mom and I were upstairs. Um, we were, she was making rice in the oven. I'm sorry, on the stove. And I think I was making like chicken nuggets or something in the oven, both not oily, regular things. So I was going to hop in the shower because she was just um, upstairs and she was going to come back down and check her rice. Uh, mind you, the rice was on like a two, like super low heat. Um, we do this often. I'm sure many of you guys do. You you boil an egg and you go upstairs and get some stuff done. And within 10 minutes, come back down and check your eggs. So um, in the span of the time that everything was cooking, something just told my mom. And I'm going to say, I know absolutely it was God. God told her to come downstairs and just make her breakfast and do the other stuff she needs to do instead of just staying upstairs and doing her upstairs tasks. So she comes downstairs, puts water on the kettle on the stove to just boil it for tea. And within a minute of her coming downstairs, the whole back of the oven goes up in flames and it I just hear screaming, mind you, I'm in my towel about to hop in the shower because I was going to take my shower and I'm just like, what happened? I thought she had just dropped something and she goes, there's a fire. So I run downstairs in my towel and I just see smoke coming from the back, like wafting from the back of the oven unit. And what had happened was that, you know, the back panel where you click the buttons, like where the motherboard I'd say is that had just engulfed in flames. So my mom being fast acting immediately as, as soon as it went up in flames, she just turned off the stove, turned off the oven and then took a step back because it wasn't out of control. So I come downstairs and I just see smoke coming from wafting from the back, but she's panicking. And I just tell her to like, relax. I was watching the smoke and I saw that it had, it was dissipating. It wasn't increasing. So long story short, we don't have a stove or an oven during this whole food quarantine time, but that is nothing compared to not having a home because of an electrical fire, you know? So life has a way of putting things in perspective. And I'm just extremely, extremely grateful because I would have been in the shower. She would have been in her room in the time that it went up in flames and it turned off. The fire alarm didn't even go off because there wasn't enough smoke to reach there. So had it have taken the time for the smoke to fill the house of an electric fire for us to know that a fire was going on downstairs. It could have been extremely dangerous because there's a lot of appliances around. It's not something you could douse with water. So I'm just super grateful and happy about that. It really gave me a positive outlook that sometimes things do go wrong, but there's kind of always a bright side on the, or there's at least one positive takeaway from it. And that's just how I'm feeling right now. 
other than that, this week, I've also seen a sense of community amongst a lot of people. And it's really heartwarming and very touching. Um, I have a few people who I speak to about my concerns or my issues, business-wise, personal-wise. And I've just found that everybody is just so willing to help and open. And my takeaway from that is just speak up. Sometimes we think we need to go through things alone. And as someone who I've told you guys many times, I'm, I used to be the captain of you're a boss. <laughs> you don't need any help. You can do it by yourself. I'm finding out that yes, it is possible to do it yourself. Like that's not going to be debatable in some, um, instances and circumstances. But when you do ask people, they can sometimes give you that necessary push to take you further along. Like today I messaged a friend who was hosting a webinar and I was just like, Oh, I'm feeling a little worried about my business, trying to make more money. And within, I kid you not two one minute voice notes. She gave me the inspiration and ideas for, I'd say at the end of speaking, um, her telling me what she did and me meditating on it. I probably have 10 ideas that can generate income through my current businesses that I can do out of my house, which is just ideas that may have come to me over time, but that just kickstarted and saved me at least three months of, of researching and worrying and panicking because now all I need to do is learn how to do them and implement them as soon as possible. So yeah, that's how my week has been going, and I hope you guys had some time to meditate on the words to live by for last week, which were, I'm taking myself off the clearance rack. And the concept of self-worth, as I spoke about last week, um, I feel that we often feel like when we're, when we state explicitly what we want or what we don't want, we may come off as high maintenance. And sometimes you are high maintenance. Like I'm going to call a spade a spade. Some people are high maintenance. And for some people, their intimidation by the fact that you're so self-aware may be perceived as high maintenance. And in that case, maybe those people are not the people you need in your space because some people need you to be small in order for them to be around you. And the moment you start to come into your own and take yourself off the hypothetical clearance rack, they can't handle the fact that you know your price, you know? And it's hard because the risk of going into something unknown that could potentially be better than what you're in is not always fun. And the, the downtime in the midst of getting into something greater when you're exiting something that you're comfortable with, even if it's not the best place to be, can sometimes be extremely vulnerable and that can push people to just kind of stay where they are when in fact you should leave. But trust me, the downtime, no matter how long it takes, when you enter into what you're supposed to be into and you really look back because hindsight is 2020, you're going to realize that if I had to wait another 10 years, well, get out of that less than favorable situation, wait another 10 years to end up where I am today, I'd do it all over again. So that's the risk involved. So I think we need to just be confident in who we are enough that when somebody tells us that we're overvaluing ourselves, we tell them that we're not in their budget <laughs> and we just keep it moving, you know? So yeah, um, with that, I'm going to get right into the episode for this week. 
And this week, I'm going to be talking about mass hysteria. I'm going to preface this off by saying I'm not a medical professional. So I'm not going to be talking about coronavirus from the medical side. I went to school for psychology and economics, public administration and public law. And I've just lived my life viewing things. So I come at things from more of a psychological, people skills, social aspect or more of a financial business economics aspect because those are the things I was trained to do and the things I'm good at. I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to get into that, but all I am going to tell you because you don't need a doctor to tell you this, wash your hands, people. Wash your hands. Like <laughs> it's not too much to ask and don't just splash a little water on it. Can we really scrub? And do me a favor right now. Put your two hands up, palms facing you and look under your nails. Is there grime there, friends? <laughs> if there's grime there, get it out. Wash your hands thoroughly. 20 seconds. They said sing happy birthday. We are family. No scrubs chorus. Just, or for, no scrubs first verse. Just, or count to 20. Let's do this or 30. Do it well. And if we cough, cough into your sleeve. Do not cough into your hands. And if you cough into your hands in public, sirs and madams, bust out the sanitizer and clean it. Don't continue going on touching things because this week I was in the grocery store and this lady literally walks into the grocery store right at the entrance, sneezes into her hands, proceeds to use that snot-infested hand to touch everything. Like, you know those people who can't just see with their eyes, who are going to pick up the apple, rotate it, put it back. And I was just watching her like a hawk to ensure that there was no way I was going to pick up anything that she had touched in the store. But yeah, back to the topic, because I feel like I'm going to be going off on a few tangents during this episode, mass hysteria. By definition, mass hysteria is a condition affecting a group of persons characterized by excitement or anxiety, irrational behavior or beliefs, or unex unexplicable symptoms of illness. I think right now with the whole coronavirus, we are being bombarded, flooded, and overwhelmed with negative news. It's death here, death there more more cases here more cases there shutting down everything left right and center and it's extremely overwhelming and emotionally overwhelming as well and outside of the fear-based news we're also hearing a lot of negative news about trash human beings such as the ones who in vancouver who purchased seventy thousand dollars worth of lysol from a Costco and proceeded to sell it online to profit $30,000. So they spent 70, made a hundred thousand back. And, um, some other guy who had stockpiled, I think over 18,000 Lysol, I'm sorry, 18,000 containers of sanitizer. And then was going on Amazon and all these places to sell it for inflated prices so much so that Amazon shut down his account and, um, because of all the negative press, he decided he was going to donate it. So he took like a double L. He spent all that money, couldn't make it back or couldn't even break even, but instead lost it because society pointed at his trash behaviors and he wanted to redeem himself in whatever way he could. And another thing we're seeing a lot of is this toilet paper drought that 
I really don't understand, but I don't even have to get into as an African child. And I'm sure a lot of immigrant people can relate to this. Toilet paper is the least of your concerns. If you have a bucket, some water and soap friends, you'll be fine. (laughs) You know, you have a shower since we're not meant to be leaving the house and we're social distancing anyway, hop in the shower. You'll be okay. You'll be okay, but you're seeing people throw hands at Walmart, throw hands in the grocery store over toilet paper. It's it's just been horrible. And for me, someone who is very critical, like as I said, I went to school for psychology. I love people watching. I love observing, coming to conclusions and trying to understand what's going on. I've just been looking at society. So when I say us, it's society. If I'm not talking about you, don't be offended. If I am, get it together, friends. But it's just very tragic and sad that this is where we are, you know? It's sad because the selfishness and the actions that are coming about, um, they're hypocritical, they're disgusting, they're sad, they're not they're not beneficial to the greater society. And it's interesting because lots of people have been posting a meme along the facts of if you're scavenging for toilet paper, being prepared if there's a lockdown to run away with your families. I never want to hear you insult someone who's a refugee or who's running away from war because this is not, this is, this is scary to us in our North American bubble and to the world in general. But when you, pile it up against something like war it's really it's not as bad you know and I'm not here to weigh tragedies against each other but it's interesting that when something like this and the behaviors that come from it some people are not taking that that opportunity to look at life and say the way I feel right now and what it's pushing me to do maybe I can have some sympathy sympathy for people who are going through much worse in life and trying to maybe find a place of refuge, like coming to your country, quote unquote, your country, to get away from wars and famine and death and all these other negative things. So it's just been very filled with anxiety and insecurity. And I'm someone who some in some ways suffer from anxiety. I suffer from anxiety, but I'm, I find a way to really push through it and to, I found coping mechanisms, my English still ain't good, but other things I know how to cope with my anxiety, not my English. So to deal with it, but I've even found myself feeling down because of the way everything's been going. And it's probably just the constant reminder of negativity you scroll you scroll and it's probably a sign for me to just get off the internet for a bit and maybe lots of us need to maybe take a social media break so I feel like in times like this where things feel very dark it's important to find a positive light and if you're someone who's being pushed by the mass hysteria and you're getting nervous i think the three things that we need to exercise in moments like this are wisdom compassion and responsibility and if you take these three i'm gonna offer tips on each three it's gonna i feel that it will help us to make it through this trying and strange time i think strange is the word strange and spooky (laughs) those are the words it's a spooky time and it's a strange time it's gonna help us to be able to make it through a little easier and maybe not fall into certain traps that 
you don't even necessarily see yourself falling into. I'm sure a lot of us didn't think that we'd get shook over toilet paper and end up running to the stores. For me, the reason why I needed to go to the store to get toilet paper was procrastination. About three weeks ago, we were on our final rolls. They were in the baskets in the bathroom, but we had nothing left. And I was just like, I'll go to Costco later. And then lo and behold, here is later. And I ended up buying toilet paper for a ridiculous amount, but I only bought one pack because sensibility. So I'm just going to break down how to exercise wisdom, how to exercise compassion and responsibility. The three things that I think we need in this time of strangeness. So the first one I'm going to start off with is wisdom and wisdom is to know yourself and act accordingly. Do what is right. You know, um, as I said, social media is really out here. The news is really out here informing us, but also scaring us. You know, information is power, but oversaturation of information can become detrimental and it can lead to information overload and information overload hearing it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Our next course of action is how do we prepare because it's almost here and they're yelling it in my face constantly. So my advice is to block whatever you need to block in order for your inner voice of reason to be heard. Because when things get so loud, our inner voice, which is our conscious, our reasoning, our wisdom, the voice we need to be listening to instead of the millions of voices that we constantly bombard ourselves with, it just gets really quiet. And even if it's not quiet, if it's operating at its regular level, but everything else is just so loud, we won't be able to hear it. And when we can't hear this voice, we're going to listen to the voices we can hear. And these are the voices of, we're going to run out of things. They're going to lock us down. You're not going to be able to get food. Your kids aren't, are not going to be okay. You're going to lose your job. You're going to go broke. You're not going to have a mortgage. So it's important to be able to take a step back. And that's one thing I'm thinking of doing seriously for next week. For most part, I'm probably going to go on a social media fast where I'm not really on it because <clears throat> it's getting a lot, you know, and when, when you start to lose the ability to hear your inner voice and not act in wisdom based on what you know to be true, the faith you have, your religion, your your normally calm demeanor that's kind of been perverted and corrupted by all of what's going on, it gets very difficult. And imagine all of us are going through this at the same time and all of our voices of reasoning are becoming so dim and quiet and these fear voices are consuming us. It's, it just, it's just turning society into a disaster. It's the reason why the grocery stores were empty when they didn't need to be. It's the reason why somebody's probably looking at a stockpile of 100 cans of ravioli thinking to themselves, they don't even like ravioli. Why is this here? It's because we need to block out the noise and come back into ourselves and understand and act according to wisdom. The second trait we need to exercise at this time is compassion. I don't know how to tell you guys this. This isn't all about you. This isn't all about me. This isn't all about them. This is about society as a whole. And I think it's time to check your privilege and watch your mouth. Sounds harsh, but it's true. We 
we sometimes don't even realize the privilege we have. Like, yes, we're all privileged to live in a country that has free, if you live in Canada, a country that has free healthcare, a country where you have access to resources, where you don't have to worry about walking out the door and being bombed. Certain things are such normal place in this society that we don't even realize how much they affect us. But then on the other side of that, there are also some things that are so normal to you as an individual or to your circle of influence and your circle of friends or your family that you don't understand that though that may not be the case for other people. One of those things like so and during a time like this where everybody is going through it and to me going through it might be a walk in the park to somebody else whereas to to somebody else going through it i might be i might be suffering right now you know because everything is in perspective and everybody's level of tolerance or level of difficulty is different and i'm not going to tell anybody that their difficulty is less less brutal than mine because that's not my experience right so it's very important in this time to be compassionate and understand that things aren't about you so people are saying oh some people have the privilege to be able to go to the store and buy a hundred cans of ravioli whereas somebody else may not have the ability to even go out and buy enough food to end um to last till the end of the week i know people personally who have children and right now school has been canceled it this is march break in canada so spring break for my american listeners and they they tacked on an additional two weeks afterwards of no school there are some people who i know who don't even know how they're gonna afford childcare during that time and this is something I don't have to experience. I have not, I have yet to experience because I don't have children. Some other so there's all these different types of concerns, childcare concerns for the elderly. I the morning I went to get toilet paper at um, the grocery store, I went at eight in the morning because I knew that if I didn't get there when they opened, if should there be anything left, it wouldn't be there. I got there. There was nothing left. I just got a few other things I needed. And I saw this elderly woman and her and I just started chatting in the, in the aisle. And she was telling me that it was just difficult for her because she can't even get the things she needs, you know? And for me, I have to check my privilege of being young and able. And yes, Corona, the coronavirus is a serious thing, but my immune system is not compromised. So my fear of going to the grocery store to get my necessities is not even a thought that enters my mind. Whereas somebody who's elderly can't even, is uncomfortable going. And at the time where they feel comfortable going, there's nothing left because everybody else has fear bought absolutely everything in the store. So much so that She's going to have to now risk coming back at around rush hour when the truck may have delivered what she needs, be surrounded by a bunch of people who are probably pushing and shoving to get what she needs, you know? And that's something that I don't think about or even mobility. The fact that I have a car that I can afford to drive to the grocery store multiple times to check if whatever I need is there. Some other people can only come once. They can't even afford to pay the the bus, um, the bus fare, or they don't even have enough mobility to take the bus or enough finances to, to call an Uber or a taxi at this point, because they don't even know the type of money they're going to make, you know? So it's important that we treat people with compassion. 
there's people going around saying, I don't know why you guys don't have savings. Because lots of people can't afford to save. People are living hand to mouth. And I think situations like this really show the cracks in society because of course there's those people who are just frivolous shoppers and the reason why they don't have um, an emergency fund is because their emergency fund is in their closet, right? That's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people who are barely making ends meet, doing everything they can to survive and barely scraping scraping by. Right now with parents not having a place to have their kids for two weeks after March break, which is school. Some many schools offer breakfasts and lunch lunches to lots of kids. And these parents now, some of them, their wages have gone down. I have a friend who works in the restaurant industry. They gave her a temporary layoff. Imagine having to do that and having no income coming in, having to worry about feeding your children having to worry about paying your rent and doing all of these things. We don't, we need to look at the situation of our fellow man and check our privilege wherever necessary. If you find yourself judging people during this time that they're not prepared or why don't they have savings or why don't they have a sitter? It's your own kids. Why can't you watch them? You think it's easy for teachers to watch them? Not necessarily. Some people are doing the best they can, you know? So it's important for us to just keep our hearts open and understand that it's not all about us and it'll make it a lot easier and calmer. And it's, it's an unfortunate reality, but sometimes the best way for you to feel calmer about your situation is to think about somebody who has it worse off than you, which makes you then appreciate the fact that you're not there. It might sound weird and people probably don't like to talk about it, but let's call a spade a spade. There are levels to this life. Some people will be better off in in some places where you're worse off. And if you need to think about the fact that there are people suffering more than you in order for you to have a conscience and also calm down from your fears, do that because we need to help each other and we need to show each other kindness and love during this time. The third trait that we need to exercise during this time is responsibility. And the question I ask is who do we owe? And the, the answer to that question is yourself and also society. Who are we responsible for is ourself and society. I, <laughs> I was speaking to a friend of mine and she was telling me about a friend of hers who I also know as like a passing acquaintance, super nice, calm demeanor. She was at a Walmart trying to get some necessities, like necessities, not Chips Ahoy for quarantine and chill or whatever everybody's doing things she needed and she went to the aisle it was sold out and she walked by someone who had an abundance in their cart let's just say 10 and this person calm demeanor non-problematic non-confrontational was literally tempted to steal from the other person's cart and that's the society we're in right now That's what's going on right now. People are feeling so, I wouldn't even say desperate, but people are looking, people are operating from a place of such greed that people who they're, they're forcing people to consider being outside of their character to do what's best for them. The reason why the response our responsibility right now is to ourselves and society is because 
our actions are not just about us right now. And it's the reason why the whole hoarding of toilet paper, buying all the Lysol to sell it back, buying all the sanitizer to sell it back doesn't make any sense because this is not a you versus them scenario. This is an us versus us scenario. Our actions can be detrimental to others, which therefore makes these actions detrimental to us. We're hurting ourselves. So, well, if we're hurting ourselves, which is what we do when we don't give people the necessities that they need to make sure they're good, it's, it, it always comes back around. So it's a virus, you know, let's call it what it is. It's a virus. So if I am not able to keep at my optimum cleanliness as I enter society because you decided to hoard all the cleanliness in your house, the moment you leave the house as clean as you are, you still have a chance of coming in contact with somebody who is not able to keep themselves at the level to keep it non-contagious. And what happens? You go back home with your 10,000 piles of toilet paper and you still are sick. Like, it's literally that. Right now, it's in our benefit to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. This is biblical, scriptural, to the point, it's ethical, it's moral. And to love our neighbors as we love ourselves in this type of situation is to ensure that our neighbor, which is every single person, to the best of our ability, of course, right? Everything in reason is able to get access to the resources they need to be safe as we are also getting access to the resources that we need to be safe. And another way that we help our neighbor is to offer assistance in whatever way we can. And offering assistance in whatever way we can, um, there is a YouTuber, sorry, not a YouTuber, um, an author, speaker, troublemaker named Love Yajai. Um, She, on her... I believe it was on her, yes, it was on her Facebook and also on her Instagram because I follow her on Instagram. She created a post and said that um, she wants to help whoever she can to do, um, to get groceries if they can't, um, to give them money to be able to buy some groceries. Because as I said, many people do not have a savings and cannot afford to stockpile their two weeks of groceries for this social distancing that we're going through. So she, um, put this out there and to like overwhelming amount of people responded so much so that she got, I think five, yes, over $5,000 from different people in her circle and through people who were reading the post. And she went on to subsequently send $50 to every single person who was in need. And for some people that's easy to do. Some people can't afford to spend, um, to spare $50, you know, some people can't afford to spare a hundred dollars, do whatever you can, but there are some things that we all have that are free. One of them is our time, especially during this time that we're at home. If there's someone who, you know, maybe lives alone, someone who their only interaction for the most part is their coworkers and now they can't go to work. It's time to maybe reach out to that person, check on them, see how they're doing. I've been watching a lot of like shows that make me laugh and doing things like that. I've been checking in on my friends. I've been sending memes back and forth with people. Just it's important that we find the ways that we can help. It's part of our responsibility 
as a member of society because when we all band together, that's where the strength comes from and that's how we're able to make it through this time. Right now, they're telling people that things are going to be closed down at least where I live. Lots of things are closed till April 1st. Some things are going beyond that. They don't even know when schools are going to open back up. Some people are proposing closing schools till September, which is ridiculous. Like, it's scary because what are those kids going to do? What are people going to do? There's people whose convocations and graduations are being canceled from major monumental accomplishments that they have had because of this, you know? And on the whole other spectrum of that, another thing on our privilege is those of you who have the privilege, such as myself, to be able to work from home and continue to get paid, who have a job where you can connect to a laptop and do it, that in itself is a privilege. Many people work in jobs, factory, service-based jobs where they don't have that luxury to be able to, you can't serve, if you work at McDonald's, for example, and they close down, you can't serve a customer from your bed. So it's either you're in a job where you're exposing yourself to the front line, such as care workers, nurses, doctors, all of those EMS, all of those type of essential services, or some people are just at home with zero wages because of the fact that their job is not one that's transferable. So in whatever way we can help, I think this is a time where we need to really band together and do whatever we can to make sure that we we share love and positivity as as much as the fear is being projected on us to counteract it. Because it is it is having an effect on a lot of people and we it's we need to try and pull ourselves out of that because this is what it is. This is our reality right now. And human beings were extremely adaptable. So it's up to us to feel what we're feeling, acknowledge it. Like I'm a big proponent these days of acknowledging what I feel, but I try not to linger on negativity too long because it, it has been a slippery slope for me in the past. So let's acknowledge what's going on, feel our anxiety, speak about them talk about them like I think that's so important because half of the time the reason why things grow so much is because we shut them up inside of us and don't give them a chance to expel into the world like when you are going through something and it's difficult for you and you talk to someone about it sometimes they have a different perspective that allows that boogeyman that monster and that fear to be minimized or to be seen from a completely different perspective than the one that you have making it so much smaller So right now, one of the things I'm going to be doing as my social responsibility is I'm going to start an email campaign. So if you want to be a part of it, you can go onto my website. The link is in the description bar below. Um, I'm going to try to have it set up by the time this podcast comes out. So you can put your email, you can sign up for my newsletter. And what I want to be doing is sending out positivity just having talks because lately I've just been feeling like I want a pen pal, someone who I can literally handwrite letters to and, and mail them off and just go back and forth. But on a larger scale, I have this platform and the ability to talk to people. So I will send out a positive email. And if you want to talk to me, if you want to reply back, if you want to ask questions, I'm here for it, guys. Um, this is, this is the one gift I can give. I'm probably going to do something in with, um, with regards to my book as well. Maybe if it's mailing copies or sending 
a few digital copies to a few people who would like it or doing some talks or seminars. I'm still, everything is still in the pipeline, but for now, that's the one thing I'm going to do. I'm going to, if y'all want to be my pen pal and you guys want to talk with me, I'm here for that. So I really hope that helps you guys. So again, the three traits that we need to exercise during this time of mass hysteria, fear, and uncertainty are wisdom, compassion, and responsibility. And with that being said, I'm kind of going long in this episode, but I want to get right into the words to live by for this week, which are, am I being rational? And I think this is the question we need to stop and ask ourselves. It's the self-check that we need. Um, fear has a way of motivating you. Anxiety, adrenaline, it's it's scientific and we feel it in our bones. When when we feel like we're being threatened, when we feel scared, unsure, un- insecure in whatever situation we're in, we automatically go into fight or flight. And with the way society is right now and with what we're going through, it's important that when we have those feelings, which are justified and I trust me, I understand why we're feeling the way we're feeling. It's important to just take a moment, stop and ask yourself, am I being rational? What is driving these emotions that I'm feeling? Is it justified? What am I being propelled to do? Is it correct? And from this one moment self-assessment, my suggestion is that from whatever conclusion you come come to from it, that's when you decide what to do further. And I really hope, I feel that if all of us were to just take a moment and ask if we're being rational and be, be able to say, no, what you're doing is dumb. No, what you're doing is not based in the faith that you claim you have it would stop a lot of what's been going on and it would also bring us back to a place of peace and calm, which is what I hope for you guys. Thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. Have an amazing week. Send me an email. Let's become pen pals and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.